And that hobo with his southern twang show is back. Coming to you something like live out of San Antonio. The 210. Of course, I'm the host, Joe Madness. Now, the first thing I want to talk about today. So, I think you guys know how I feel about people with disabilities, right? Like, I've talked about it countless amounts of times. So... One group of people I wanted to discuss right now are those people that are in mobile devices, right? They're essentially they're they're people on wheels whether you know they they propel themselves with their arms or there's some type of motor in there, you know? So Everybody knows I ride the fucking bus, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> so, one thing that kind of triggers me, you know, is is when these these folks are sitting there at the bus stop, you know, literally sitting there on their chairs, and it takes like I don't know five to ten minutes to get them on and then get them off, right? And a lot of these fuckers are really smug, you know. Like I was sitting in a chair. You know, just kind of minding my own business, doing whatever I'm doing on the internets. And, you know, one of them's rolling up, right? And then I can tell from my peripherals that somebody's trying to get my attention. So I look up and I'm like, oh shit. And then I don't know what they're saying, but I can kind of tell what, what's happening, right? Like, is the music's up. So... I look up and then I see their leg and it's just like covered in like red stuff. You know, I don't even know what what I would use to describe it because it kind of looked like blisters. It kind of looked like road rash. It kind of looked like like I don't have any babies and I never changed one. But I imagine if they got some rash between the cheeks, you know. It might look something like that or maybe like 10 times worse. So, yeah, to my amazement, I was like, oh, man, please don't touch me. You know what I'm saying? So I want to get up and get the hell out of Dodge, right? Because whatever they have, I definitely don't want that shit. You know what I'm saying? So they come on the bus and then, I mean, it's not that it's not that big, right? Like, that wide. So a lot of them, they, they want to reverse themselves onto the ramp and then back up into the spot, right? Not this motherfucker. This guy wants to do a whole 360 thing and then kind of like pull into the spot. And I'm like, this bitch. Anytime one of these fuckers gets on the bus, they take up like eight spots. You know what I'm saying? Like, they should have their own fucking bus. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what they're charging these fuckers to, you know, carry, roll onto the bus with their fucking, their little cars or whatever you want to call them. I mean, people call them wheelchairs. They call them scooters, whatever the fuck you want to call them. I mean, at the end of the day, they're transporting people who are lazy People who, for some reason, their legs don't fucking work. Like, I don't know what type of choices they made in life, but this shit doesn't work, right? 
or they like to pretend like it doesn't work because a lot of them fuckers on the scooters they can walk you know what i mean there's some people that roll on the fucking bus and they use the chairs they use these um these baby transporters i don't know what they're called they use them to like store shit you know what i mean (laughs) oh man but like i was saying a lot of these fuckers are smug like they they think they're better than you and shit a lot of them wearing these these fucking these sunglasses and they look snooty and they haven't clipped the toenails in like fucking five years and shit i mean a lot of them are a whole lot of nasty you know like i don't have anything positive to say about people in wheelchairs like if you're in a wheelchair right now and you're fucking listening i just got just got one thing to say to you fuck you all day you know what i'm saying like man like people with disabilities like i keep saying this over and over i don't know why these i don't know why we allow them to keep living to keep breathing like feed them to the rats and you'll you'll understand that fucking statement later when i talk about rats but right now we're talking about disabled people and i don't know they just take up a lot of space like for example like on the bus i just i just said they they take up eight spots i mean they should be charged for the eight fucking chairs you know like it's it's fucking nuts man like i know you you people have seen you know supposedly disabled people at the store and they use the the grocery store fucking scooter and they're like riding around they're fucking making all sorts of noises and running into people and nobody says nothing to them because they're disabled oh my like who are we to tell them anything they're disabled like fuck that shit like if you're in my fucking way the nicest thing i'm gonna do is walk the other fucking direction because if you see me you already know what's up like, I'm going to look at you crazy. I might say something to you. Like, why the fuck are you in my way, you know? Rolling around in your fucking chair. Like, get your ass up and walk, you know? Lazy motherfucker. Like, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't be talking so much shit if they fucking used crutches or something, you know what I mean? Like, goddamn. Why the fuck are you out and about if you're going to be in everybody's way and you need a wheelchair like come on like wheelchairs are not normal people they're not like they should have tags on them they should charge these motherfuckers just like they charge you to drive your goddamn car you know they should have to pay taxes it should be some kind some type of emissions test that is conducted on these fucking chairs these devices that they use like, there's a whole lot of problems with these fucking chairs and nobody's saying a fucking thing about it, you know? Like, one thing I'm always, like, trying to say is, like, get off the bullshit, you know? Like, your punk ass can walk. Get up and walk. And if you can't walk, fucking crawl. Babies fucking crawl. Crawl your ass somewhere away from me, you know? Roll your ass somewhere else. <laughs> oh, man. These motherfuckers in their chairs, their scooters. 
<sighs> so that's uh, that's my disabled people rant for the day. Now let's kick this shit off. And that hobo is back on the mic. So, I mentioned uh, mentioned a few episodes before that, you know, I just got back on POF, back in that online dating grind, and you know, it's it's been uh, it's been interesting. You know, I think I've already messaged everybody in my area that I was interested in, right? Didn't really get any responses. Got blocked a whole lot of times. Like, if somebody doesn't want to talk to you, right? Like, you would just be saying hi. Like, if they don't want to talk to you online, they'll just block you. You know? That happens a lot. Now, I'm not hating that, but at the same time, it seems like with my experience from being on, uh, you know, POF, right? Like that Plenty of Fish site, the app. Like, I think if you get blocked a lot, they end up removing your account for some reason. You know, or let's say you're just going around causing trouble, right? Like, you're just talking shit to all the bitches. Like, they'll they'll remove your ass for that, too. And they won't even tell you. They won't even explain themselves. Like, one day you'll just, you'll be logged out, you know? Because if you use the app, you know, everybody knows it just kind of logs in, right? Like... That's what happens. So it logs you in automatically. But if you're removed, it just signs you out and then no explanation is given. They're just like, bye, see you later. Don't let the fucking door hit you on the ass, you know? But uh But yeah, it's it's been uh it's been different. You know, I ended up um I ended up meeting somebody, right? You know, I was talking to him for like a while. For like several hours. And, you know, I thought they looked alright. Like, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, they're a dime piece or nothing like that, you know? They didn't really talk. You know, one thing they did mention, though, they were like, you know, I haven't had sex in four or five years. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, please continue all right you know what i'm saying so you know i just uh do what i always do right and just kind of finagle my way in there say the right type of things and then boom panties come off right so they ended up coming over one morning and i was like all right you know somehow they were free that morning they ended up coming over we we're chilling and then Next thing you know, man, she's telling me to fuck her, you know, so I gladly oblige. Now, after that, you know, we, we really didn't talk much, you know. I, I sent her a message here and there, and she didn't really respond. And, you know, she had mentioned she had fun and whatnot and all this shit. And, I mean, I don't know. I guess there really wasn't any chemistry there, you know. It was just kind of like a fuck session, you know. Now, pretty much that's the only person I've met on there so far. I don't really talk to him again. But, um, I don't know. Maybe it's not a bad thing that we haven't talked. 
Now I messaged a few other people on there. Yeah, there was one girl that looked pretty cute. It was the other girl that, that said she was a rare catch, you know? And we ended up talking a little bit, and she said she's always working, and, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm never working, so, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> so she said that she's not always on her phone and blah, 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 and <clears throat> she just kind of gets to it when she gets to it. Now, I haven't heard from her in a few days. No, so I ended up sending her a message. I was like, well, this is the last time I'm going to send you a message. Like, if you don't respond by the night, then, I mean, I guess, you know, I shall gladly fuck off, right? Like, there's nothing worse than somebody blowing up somebody else's phone or trying to speak to somebody if the other party is not reciprocate, you know, reciprocating at any type of level. Like, if they're not wanting to fuck with you, you know, in any type of way, like, they're not talking to you, they're not blah, 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 right? Whatever. Like, there's no reason for you to sit there and try. I mean, what's the reason? There isn't one. There is no reason. No reason at all. There's plenty of bitches out there. There's plenty of fellas out there. You know? So, so I hit up all the ladies pretty much sending them the same fucking message over and over <clears throat> one thing i noticed it seems like um like it doesn't seem like everybody's getting a message you know what i mean which is odd i don't know if that's some type of system thing to where if you you know you type in the same fucking message over and over and send it to people i don't know if it just kind of stops sending them because it wants you to add variety when you you know hit up these bitches you know and the message I always send is just a generic howdy you know with um, ex exclamation point nothing too crazy but just uh, just enough to where it kind of gets some attention you know like I don't think anybody says howdy like who the fuck says that I've said it a few times, like, face-to-face, -face, but I just feel odd saying howdy, you know? But in a message, I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, like, that's my shit. <clears throat> you know, like, I always say howdy. So, I uh, usually send a howdy and then just kind of go from there. Like, if I never hear from them, then, you know, it's whatever. But if they respond, then, you know, a lot of them seem more intrigued, more opt to answer from a howdy, you know? Now, if they don't find you attractive or they just don't like what you have on your profile, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it, you know? Because at the end of the day, I mean, people are either going to like you or they're not going to like you. Or maybe they're just shy and they don't want to respond. I don't know. Or maybe you just, you're down the fucking list, you know? Like, I hear that a lot, that, you know, <clears throat> even the ugliest women get like 50 messages a day. I mean, unless unless you're on top of that shit, I mean, that's a lot of fucking messages to sit there and reply back, you know? So, I went through, went through all the bitches that I thought were, were cute or whatever, sent them a message. Then I got to the ones where I was just like, oh, well, she's got a fat ass, like, send, right? Like, it was like, fuck it. Or, man, I bet she, she sucks a mean dick, and then send, you know, just shit like that. Like, we've gotten to the ones that I can. I'm like, yeah, she's fuckable, right? So, nothing too crazy has happened or come from 
this whole POF thing this time around. Like there's a there's a few people I've been talking to like like today I was messaging um was messaging this this female. It's kind of young. She's like I guess mid twenties, right? I guess I would say. And then she she says on her profile that she has seven kids. Five of which are by I guess the first dad. And then the other two are from like the other guy, right? The one that she just broke up with. So it says it on her Facebook though. It says in a add me or you know, talk to me on there. So I typed in her name on Facebook and this is what came up. Right? I didn't see one body picture. So that was disappointing. I saw most of her kids. She said seven and only counted six. So what happened to the seventh one? Is she pregnant? I don't know. And then, you know, after I more or less saw most of the pictures, I scrolled down and I I was like, I wonder what's on her feed, you know? Because more or less you just kind of get a feel for the person from, you know, what they repost, what they post, you know, what they say, right? So I was looking and one of them said, I think one of the earlier posts was like, oh, he told me to get off Facebook, but he's at work or some shit. And I was like, hmm, well, kind of seems like there's a dude in her life, right? It was kind of recent, so, you know, I didn't bring it up. I was just like, all right, whatever. So I was sitting there talking to her, and then, you know, it was like, so, do you just really love kids? I mean, is that that why you have so many? Do you really like to fuck? You know, like, what's going on? Tell me about your life, you know? So... She ended up saying that whole thing where, you know, the two baby daddies or whatever. And then she was like, yeah, I always wanted a big family. I was like, well, that's interesting. You know, you don't really hear that too often. You know, she didn't really come off as a hoe. She said she's only had sex with like three people. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. Who fucking knows who's lying and who's not, right? I'm not a fucking human lie detector. I mean, I kind of, kind of spot bullshit, you know, here and there. But, uh. I think for the most part, though, when you come across new people, you just kind of want to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know? So, then I proceeded to uh, talk to her more about sex, and it turns out she doesn't really even like sex, but she has seven kids. She says she's gone up to six months with each guy without having sex for the first time. You know, that would explain the babies, though. Because if you hold out that fucking long, you might have that crazy fucking sex, you know? Because it's been so long. And for the most part, I would say they probably have cheated on you lots of times because you didn't want to open your legs for them. So that probably happened. But, yeah, I would say that probably probably explain all the kids, you know? Like if you, you wait that fucking long, I guess you're, you're ready for the next one, right? Like six months. Oh, got to have another baby. Make sure to bust a nut in that pussy, right? Bust a nut in there. We need another one. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what's been going on with that. Um, I did talk to to somebody on Bumble. Like, I don't know if you guys heard of Bumble. Like, it's actually a different take on dating apps altogether. Like, 
It's kind of like Tinder where you kind of swipe and swipe and swipe, right? Which I don't think there's that many matches, though. Not for me, anyways. Like, I wouldn't even say, yeah, matches and then not not enough people to swipe on, right? Like, eventually, you just kind of kind of run dry, right? The well dries up and then you have nobody left. There's only, like, one person a day, right? So, <clears throat> I don't really have that many matches on there. I did have a match last night, though. And... You know, we were talking on, on the app, and then she was like, yeah, I'm listening to your show while I'm talking to you. I was like, wow, really? That's different. You know, and then she was like, oh, you don't want people to listen? I was like, hmm, maybe, I don't know. Like, what kind of fucking response is that? It seems like nowadays it just, I don't really care if people listen. I don't know what it is. I, I don't even know why that came out of my mouth, right? Like, if I got any type of listeners, I mean, that's that's a positive all day, right? Like, fuck yeah. But, uh, you know, we ended up talking, and uh, I don't know, we, we had kind of an interesting conversation. Just kind of went back and forth and everything, and eventually we just kind of went to sex, and sounds like she wants to fuck. Like, she's ready to fuck. She's ready to take a dick, dick down, you know? Like, she's a certified dick diver. So, yeah, dating apps, nothing wrong with those, right? I think I need to, I think I need to hit on bitches in person, though, but it seems like every time I'm out and about, I'm always, like, in fucking business mode, you know? So, I need to work on that. Like, I'm not shy, but, uh, maybe I am, maybe that's what it is, I don't fucking know. So that has been another talk me up about dating app segment. <laughs> and we're back. There a 15 second break, I think, essentially, right? So you know, there was somebody that that I was talking to in the past, I met off of Facebook, never met them actually in person, but, you know, we've uh, video chatted, we talked on the phone, you know, I think we, we did this for like a week or two, and I don't know, she was really hot, she is really hot, she's older too, she's a hairstylist, she has, uh, she has a banging body, you know, like right now she's in beast mode, like she's just fucking training for some fucking you know, trying to be the best at working out thing, you know, and I don't know, but, uh, I hit them up on, um, on Instagram, because they follow me, and, you know, I sent them a message, and I was like, yo, you know, it's been a while, we haven't, we haven't really talked, you know, what happened, what's going on, you know, she told me she's just kind of focusing on herself and whatnot, and I'm like, oh, you're in beast mode, nice, (laughs) so, I don't know. Like, she's somebody I can envision dating. Somebody that I would love to get to know more. You know, I think the one thing that turned me off about her, though, this might have been the reason why we really haven't talked or whatever in a long time. You know, a reason. I wouldn't say it's a whole reason, but, you know, it's a good reason. You know, she said she she really likes fart jokes. She's really into 
farting and, you know, making jokes out of it. I'm like, ooh, you know what I mean? Like, that's nasty. What the fuck's wrong with you? Like, I'm in anal sex and stuff, but, you know, when it comes to all that, it's just like, ooh, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. That just kind of turned me off there for a while, I guess. But then I looked at her again. I was like, oh, my gosh. This girl is a dime piece. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. And she thinks I'm cute. Like, what? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'll continue talking or not. I mean, you know, this last message could have sparked up, you know, the deal, right? To eventually talk more in the future. I don't know. So, that could happen. And... You know, that's the thing I just kind of wanted to touch on a little bit. You know, if you don't have anything, if you don't got your shit together, like a lot of people say, you know, it doesn't really seem to bother a lot of bitches. I don't know what it is. I think as long as they find you attractive and amusing, and if you're funny, I guess that doesn't, that doesn't hurt, right? Like, I don't know what it is. At the end of the day, I guess just bitches just want to fuck, you know? They want to be entertained. You know, they want to have people to talk to, so. They don't really care if you got a job or if you got a car. They don't really care about anything. So, there you go, guys. Point proven. Don't give up on life just because your shit ain't together, right? Like, uh, I kind of figure, though. I've said this before, you know. Nothing wrong with it. Like, if a girl doesn't want to fuck with you because of your situation, because you've come on hard times, or you're trying to figure some stuff out, I mean, it's no, there's no point in talking to them, you know? That's a good way to weed bitches out. There's so many women out there. So, weed them out. You got to. It's a part of life. Weed them out. Kind of like the weeds outside. Weed them bitches out, you know? Get that shit going, man. Start that fucking weed eater up. Go to them. And then you'll eventually find the ones that are like, hey, what's going on, right? (laughs) So, yeah, you know, and I've been talking to the the ex, I guess. The long-distance relationship ex. And I don't know. I've been missing her a lot lately. Missing her voice, missing her. I guess she misses me. I don't know. She's always calling me and shit at night. And then she likes to act like she doesn't know what's what's going on. It's like, come on. You know what's going on. You fucking miss me. So, I don't know. At the same time, man, it's just like, I can't get her out of my head. You know, she's she's elevated herself to a different level. Like, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, there's girls that you don't really care about. <clears throat> you know, those girls that are like, oh, you know, I'd like to fuck them, right? And then there's girls that you're like, ah, you know what? Maybe dating them would be would be okay. And then there's there's women that are just like, damn, you know, I can I can envision myself having babies with them, getting married, you know, being happy with this person. You know, at the end of the day, if I decide to be with anybody, you know, it'd be it'd be with somebody like that. You know, there's people like that in the world. You don't come across them too often, though. You know, that's that's the bad thing about life. You know, I guess I guess it just depends on yourself. I mean, 
everybody's different right so she's she's at the top she's like crema la creme so it's just like damn you know like where you been all my life why aren't you here in the states why so many questions right so i don't know i guess you just got to figure some shit out like that and then try to make it happen try to make it work some type of way but i don't know that's a that's a lot of stuff to figure out that's a lot of stuff to to you know just kind of find the perfect fit for everything you know and timing and shit and i don't know man i don't know what it is i mean i can't even leave the state of texas it's fucking even san antonio really so i guess for now it's just kind of like on the back burner you know unfortunately but uh i guess that's not gonna last forever and i don't know that would be really crazy though if i met somebody that just kind of did that for me you know here really soon or something you know like that that'd be one of those moments where you just kind of question life for a little bit and then try to figure that out right like i don't know about you guys but not that many people do that for me though they don't they don't get me excited you know they they don't make me think about any type of future with them you know like fucking them sounds fun but yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes you you just need more. You need more than that. And I guess when you find that person and it does it for you, then you got to try to figure out a way to hold on to that. You know, it's kind of like riding a bull. You know, you know you only got eight seconds. You got to make the eight seconds fucking count. You got to try to figure out a way to ride that wave. For the rest of your life. Now, once you figure that out, then what the hell else it would be difficult to accomplish in life once you figure out the love thing? So love thing is it's the most like what's the word I'm trying to find here? The love thing is the most difficult thing you could ever find in life. Like, a lot of people out there want to sit there and say that they found it. But you know your whole ass didn't find it. Because you ain't fucking happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're lying to yourself. You got a bunch of kids. You're trying to stay with a, the person because of the kids. You know, I'm talking about that real shit, man. Where you just can't stop thinking about them. You want to you wanna smell their hair. You want to fucking look at their face for hours. You, you want to just fucking hug them. You know, for the rest of your life. Never let go. Never let go, right? All right. So I came across this um, documentary listening to another podcast. You know, and they spoke about it. They just kind of mentioned it. They said it was fucking creepy. And you know what? It is fucking creepy. It's about rats. Now, I started watching it. It's about an hour and a half. I finished the whole thing. I was watching it on the bus. They had another 20 minutes. So when I got home, I started watching it. So I finished it. Let me tell you, these, these fucking rats are... 
they're probably nothing less than amazing. Now, they're really nasty. Like, they they pretty much documented from all, all around, like India, New York, um, England, you know, those are different places by, by a long stretch, no less, right? So, you know, when they were talking about it in New York, um, I, I didn't even know this, but rats actually have burrows. They're kind of like gophers in a sense. They, they bury these, actually they, they dig up these holes, these little tunnels in the ground. <clears throat> Now, thinking about it, I mean, the sewer thing in New York kind of makes sense. You know, the master splinter from the turtles, that type of shit makes sense. It really makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> so, yeah, they're kind of like fucking really good diggers, you know. And in New York, you know, when the guy was walking around everywhere, he was stomping on top of these tunnels and these fucking rats would come running out, right? And, you know, they, they showed this class where, you know, they were, they were showing outside of restaurants. They were, like, pointing out with the laser pointer. Everybody remembers that shit from school, right? I don't even know if they still do that. They probably do. You know, if you shine in somebody's eye, all of a sudden they go blind. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if that's real. Like, was that ever a thing? Because I'm pretty sure that some motherfucker shown that thing in my fucking eye plenty of times maybe that's why i'm blind but i don't know that's another story right for another day so yeah these motherfuckers man they uh they're all over new york everywhere all over the fucking place now i don't know about you but new york doesn't really sound like a great place to visit or live based on the rat population alone now, what they do in New York, which they don't do in a lot of places, they stack their trash bags outside in the corner or this designated spot, right? Now, the trash doesn't get picked up till the next day, right? So, these little rats, they come, oh, actually big-ass rats, <laughs> they climb up out of the sewer, and then they go into these fucking bags and they feed because, I mean, everything's in there. Bread, steak, whatever the fuck you can imagine is in these fucking bags. You know, especially outside of restaurants. I mean, you got spaghetti, you got fucking everything and anything you fucking want. It's a, it's a fucking buffet, you know, for these little fucks. So, this black guy was coming outside of his apartment and he was watching these white people just walk around looking for these rats. So he was like, yeah, come come on a Saturday. There's thousands of them outside. And you're like, holy shit. He's like, yeah, you can stand across the street and shoot them if you wanted to. And the guy was like, well, we're not going to do that. It's like, why aren't you going to do that? You know, that's what I was thinking. Like, shoot those little fucks. So I think one of the tales that the, the narrator was saying, they, they picked... They picked this fucking New York exterminator, right? To sit down. He had this fat cigar in his mouth. He was like, yeah, a lot of people don't want to do this job, but I'll do it. I've made a whole lot of money doing this, right? I was like, goddamn. I mean, they had him in like a, a gloomy, 
um, setting. I mean, there was a chair sitting there. And he was just kind of chilling on it. There was not really any light. I mean, they just kind of set it up perfectly, you know. This guy seemed like a cool dude. He was telling stories. He was like, he was like, yeah, this uh, this really fancy bougie restaurant. He'll call me up saying they talking about they had a mouse problem, an infestation. So I show up. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, nope, those are baby rats. You don't have a mice problem. You have a you have a fucking rat problem. So though those uh those mice prices I quoted you, nah. We talking rat money now, buddy. So he said he had a essentially this motherfucker does everything, right? He can he can build you a fucking house if you wanted to. So what he was saying, he was covering up all the crevices, all the nooks and crannies with cement. He was knocking down walls and shit, trying to get all the fucking rats. He says a lot of them are really smart. Like, they'll tell each other. But, like, you go over there. You eat that. And then they watch him to see if he fucking dies or what happens after that. So if he doesn't die, they're like, all right, we can eat it. You know, and if there's one on a rat trap, he was like, yeah, they won't. They won't get near it. Because they already saw the results of when a rat gets near a trap, you know, he, he fucking dies, so, one thing that was really interesting about watching this is not only that these, these little creatures can survive basically any, anything, you know, when, when humans are fucking done and gone, when we're fucking extinct, if that, if that ever happens, these little fucks are still gonna be roaming the fucking planet, you know, you know, this uh, this documentary was saying that for every rat, you know, there's every one human, right? And this guy was like, nah, man, it's probably like three to one as far as rats to humans. So, that's fucking nuts. They're fucking everywhere, apparently. And what got me watching this documentary was that I was walking in the kitchen. I heard something and I looked behind the fridge and there was a fucking rat. So, I wasn't able to get to him, but I'm kind of glad I did know, because just hearing this documentary, apparently they carry all sorts of diseases. Supposedly in New York, there's like so many diseases that are carried by these little fucks. All sorts of shit that I don't even remember what the hell the names of them were, but from the pictures, it kind of looks like they do a whole lot of damage, these diseases. So, yeah, if you see a rat, don't, uh, <coughs> don't fuck with it, because, uh, you might, you might come out of that fight, that battle, w- with the little some extra, you know? Not only you gotta worry about STDs from fucking bitches, but you gotta worry about rats and their fucking diseases. So, going back to the, the tale this guy was saying... You know, he, he said he killed fucking rat after rat for six months at this fucking bougie restaurant. And he was like, you think I got them all? And then they, they show a fucking rat coming out on the roof. So, yeah, apparently you can't get them all. You can just kind of, you know, kind of like deplete the colony a little bit, you know, and hope that they don't come back, but... 
I mean, like he said, New York's got a rap problem because why would they leave? There's food everywhere, you know? It makes sense. They'll eat anything. So if there's trash, there's fucking crumbs, there's this, there's that laying around. Fucking rats are going to eat it. It's like free food to them. Like, why would you, why would you leave? There's no reason to, you know? They say they're very observant, too. Like, they see the patterns that people do. They're like, oh, well, during the day is probably a bad time to come out. Let's come out when uh, everybody's asleep, (laughs) you know? So, apparently, nighttime is a good time for those little fucks. If you want to see them, a good time for them to come out. It's going to be at night, which makes a lot of sense, though, because... I used to live in this loft warehouse apartment, you know, back in West Texas. Worst idea ever. You know, we we didn't even know the light bill was going to be this fucking high. It got up to like 800 bucks, you guys. I was like, holy shit. Me and my girlfriend at the time, we're looking at each other like, seriously? Like, this is crazy. So we, t- we turned off the AC at that point. You know, we were just kind of like cracking windows and shit. And that doesn't last very long. So we ended up moving out because of this. But before we did, though, <clears throat> you know, there was a big old rat. Like there was a creature in the house. It was a rat. Like we didn't even fucking know, right? And I ended up going to the hardware store because there was one around the corner because I kind of live downtown, if you want to call it that. <clears throat> so I go into the hardware store. And uh, I tell the guy what's up. He He's like, yeah, we got some rat traps around the corner, you know. And all sorts of shit, you know what I mean? They had the ones that you, the metal things where it snaps on them, you know, cracks fucking necks, whatever. Then they had these big old sticky traps. I was like, you know what, let's go with the sticky trap. So I bought this big old fucking sticky trap. It seemed like it was about two feet long, about a foot wide. And I put it on top of the uh, water heater, you know, where we were hearing the noise. So, one night, the motherfucker got caught on there. There was a lot of shrieking going on. Like, something was happening to this fucking rat. He was making a whole lot of noise. Like, you would think that somebody caught him and was, like, fucking torturing him. Like, tell me where the rats are, you know? Like, where do y'all hide, you know? Like, somebody was asking this little fucker, like, Tell me where the snacks are. You know, where's the gold? You know, like he fucking knew where the gold was at. He knew where all the riches of the world were kept. And if he just tortured him long enough, he would fucking spill it to you, right? So, all these noises were coming from that one area. And, (laughs) like, I don't think we got a lot of sleep that night. And in the morning, I kind of looked back there. And it turns out, that fucking, that rat, he got caught on the trap, you know, and he ended up falling in between the wall and the water heater, so he ended up burning alive, you know? So that was the reason why we were hearing those fucking crazy noises that night. You know, I ended up pulling him out, and he smelled like he was cooked, you know? And his fucking mouth was open. And I was like, damn. You know, rat or not, I mean, that's a bad way to go, you know? 
I felt bad for him for like two seconds. And after that, I was like, it's a fucking rat. His tail must have been like three feet long. He was about six inches wide. And his body was probably about a foot long. No joke. He was a fat little fuck. And yeah, it was it was just gross. I've never seen anything like that before. But you know what? We lived in a fucking warehouse. Like, what do you expect? Like, that's that's the type of shit that you would probably see, right? So, going back to this documentary. You know, these, um, these people in India, they show this one guy where he was like, there's no rats in my house. You know, and his, his whole community was infested with rats. And he took it upon himself to go around killing them all. Right or killing as many as he could, because people around him were getting sick, they were getting ill from from these rats, you know, because they carry diseases. So him and a group of men, you know, were going around whacking these fucking rats with sticks and stuff, right, just killing them. And then they would use a net to catch them. And then one of them, one of these Indian guys, was really savage, which I loved. He would grab the rat from the from the net hold it like from its underarms and then pull its fucking tail back and his head and his shoulders forward until it snapped right like he enjoyed doing that he did that like four or five times in that little segment right so while they're going around whacking these fucking these rats with sticks and then you know fucking cracking necks and bones and whatnot trying to kill them you know, the, the person that was talking over him was, was kind of like a public announcement you would hear on the radio. They were like, yeah, these these people from the government are going to go around and try to take care of these rats, you know, as many as they can. And, you know, if you're going to do this, you have to wear gloves, you have to wear fucking covered shoes, you know, shit like that, right? Because uh, if you get bit, then, I mean, you're kind of fucked, you're gonna you're gonna get something. You're gonna catch something, right? So while they're saying all this, you know, they're showing these guys fucking going out and doing some work. And none of them had like covered shoes. They were wearing sandals, none of them were wearing gloves or any type of protective gear. They're just going around murking rats. Just just like a a day a day out and you know at the club fucking a day out on the beach real casual real cash (laughs) so it was kind of crazy because they kind of set it up making it sound like these people were like some government officials or something going out and doing this which is kind of weird i mean come on nobody nobody from the government would fucking go around killing rats but then they showed them they were like yeah if you catch them and they put them in a bag and then you go up to this fucking place i don't know wherever where the fucking go? They pay you money for the fucking rats. So that happened. And then going off to another side of the world, you know, back in, I guess, Asia, wherever Vietnam's at or whatever. It was one of those areas around there, one of those countries. Um, so the continent of Asia, they were showing that. So. They were showing this guy, he was setting out these traps out in the fields, trying to catch them alive because he was like, they don't buy them 
unless they're live. And never understood why, right? Like, it was like, why is he doing this? So, he would catch them. He'd lay the bait down. And then he'd go and pick up the traps before the snakes came out and ate the fucking rats. So, then he would take them to this fucking place where this guy would buy all the rats. So, they'd weigh the basket. And then, I think he was paying like 25 cents a kilo, whatever that is. I want to say a kilo is probably like three pounds or something. <clears throat> If you know anything about drugs, you probably know what a kilo is. <laughs> so, this guy made like a dollar and seventy-five cents off of like seven kilos, and the guy that was buying these rats, you know, he didn't want—he didn't want the dead ones though. He just wanted them alive. You know, he was saying he was making so much money, so he would get somebody to—I don't know if he did it—but they would load up this little scooter, right, like a Vespa. And then all these fucking rats on these in these cages. And then they would fucking drive to Vietnam. I don't know how far it was from wherever they were. And then this guy would sell them to another person. And this guy would pay him more for the rats than, you know, he paid, right? Like, he, it was a business to him. He was like, man, I fucking wish there was more people coming in with rats. Because this is how I make a fucking living. I, I fucking buy them and then I, I drive over here. And then this guy fucking pays me more money for the rats. So after that, somebody puts in an order, right? From the dealer in Vietnam. Now this guy sends another dude out with two bags to a restaurant. And then it doesn't say restaurant, but then you see these uh, these pots and pans and shit. You're like, oh man, this is getting good, right? So then this old lady is buying a... She's buying a sack. And then she puts it in, in in this bucket full of water. She submerges it. And then, you know, she fills it up with more water. And then she pulls it out and she dumps it on the ground. So all these rats are dead. And then she's chopping off the feet. She's chopping off the tail. Cracking the skull. And then they, they peel the skin off. And then she was talking about all these dishes that she was making her knew how to make from when she learned from her family these are like recipes that were passed down from generation to generation so then they they show these fucking uh people that are chilling at a table they're drinking they're having a good old time and then they go back to this old woman and sit there fucking cooking these meals from the rats she was like yeah you can make like fucking grilled rat skewers you can make this you can make that and she was like, it's kind of like chicken, but a little bit sweeter. So, if nobody's ever tried rat ever and they talk to me, I tell them, it's really good. Like, that's what she said. She was like, it's really good. Like, that's going to convince me to eat rats because you're going to sit there and tell me it's really good. Like, I don't know. I don't think uh, I don't think I want to eat rats. Like, ever. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, somebody eating a rat doesn't sound very appetizing, so... Yeah. So, yeah, they would come out and they would bring out these dishes that this old woman had made. And then they would devour them and say how good it was. I mean, I'm assuming these people fucking knew it was rat. Because, uh... I don't know. 
they were they were Asian, so I'm assuming they told them or it probably says it on the menu. I don't fucking know, right? Oh, well, that that was uh, that was interesting to watch. That I mean, it was it was a little difficult because you always hear stories about you know these Chinese restaurants serving rat and all this shit. But it was kind of it was kind of refreshing though, seeing it in that in that light where yeah, these people are embracing their own culture, right? <clears throat> They're kind of using what's essentially a problem into a way of making money and feeding themselves. So, I mean, I'm not hating that. Am I going to partake in it? Hell no. But, I mean, how are you going to hate on that? So, the next thing they showed was um, these English people, you know? And they were saying, they were like, yeah, these these rats are evolving. You know, like they're they're capturing them, they're studying them, and they're seeing their genetic makeup evolve resistance against pesticides you know against these rat poisons so just to use the regular rat poison that they've been using they'd have to use so much of it that it would not it would not be an economical way to go about it like you have to figure something else out is what they were saying like these fucking rats have evolved from like the time we've known them and try to kill them with poisons and whatnot to now like there's been evolutions of the rat so that's fucking crazy which makes a lot of sense too i mean as humans i mean we've we've evolved from the anathols supposedly into what we are now so <laughs> it makes a lot of sense you know now you know, just not even talking about the science part. Um, there was another story the the narrator guy from New York was saying. He was like, yeah, I did this, this fucking, uh, this test with these rats. You know, I put them all in this little box or, I don't know, this little house. And then, you know, I was feeding them and whatnot. And whenever they reached a population of 50, then I stopped feeding them. I took the food away. And he said what happened after that was fucking like apocalyptic in their world right like before he took the food away everybody was having a good old time as far as these rats these rats were having a great time they were like fucking having sex and making babies and doing whatever fucking rat shit that they do but he he said that they have a hierarchy though just like we do right i mean there's a president there's uh his cabinet and there's fucking i don't know all these stupid elected officials that we have in the nation right it was kind of like that with the rats though like the rats had a leader and the leader had like fucking fucking goons you know so he said when they they took the fucking the food away these rats turned into cannibals they would um take out the weak ones so they could eat and feed and then after that, they went for the for the babies. They ate the babies. So, it just kind of shows you, though. These, these fucking rats are survivals. Survivalists. I mean, there's nothing that they won't do to fucking survive. He was like, yeah, I've seen fucking rats everywhere. I've even come across them in cemeteries. So, you can even imagine what they're fucking eating. You know? 
there's nothing that they won't fucking eat. Like they're <clears throat> they're built to survive. Like that's that's who they are. That's what they are. You know. So going back to the English people, you know what what I found fucking like kind of like savage as fuck. You know, if none of this other stuff did it for me, was watching these English people hunt. Like there was a group of people that would show up with like a van or a truck full of fucking these little rat terriers, right? These little fucking dogs, little fucking dogs. He said they didn't even train them to hunt rats because they're naturally kind of like born, they're bred to fucking kill vermin, as he described so eloquently. (laughs) So now I didn't understand the name rat terrier. So I saw this and what I saw was these people were hunting down these fucking rats out in the fields and the barns and out in the countryside, right? And as soon as the fucking rats would come out, these fucking little dogs would fucking attack them. Like there would be two dogs, would be like four dogs, 20 dogs, all on one fucking rat, just fucking munching down on them. Sometimes on occasion, there would be one dog on one side and another dog on the other side. And they wouldn't want to let go of the fucking rat. Like, they were like, ah. And then he would fucking break him up and shit. So, man, if you want to get rid of some rats, like, the common thing that everybody thinks is a thing, isn't a thing. I thought cats were, like, fucking rat killers and mice killers. But, nah, man, it's these dogs, these little fucking midget dogs. Like, everybody's seen these little fucking dogs. They got, like, a beard and shit. Like, these little fucks. Oh, fuck up some rats. Like, if you got some. Buy these little fucking dogs. He says he didn't even train them to do that. They just fucking do it naturally. So, that's fucking crazy. And just the look on their faces. They're just... Man, those little dogs are killers. So... I guess the last thing I saw on this uh, on this video was this documentary was there's this temple where these people go into India and they worship these rats like they pray to them they fucking ask for shit and then and then they feed them they feed them vegetables they're sitting there eating with them. They're sitting there playing with them. And I think uh, I think the guy in the, the movie threw out a number about how many fucking rats there were in this area. And it turns out there's about 2,500 rats. I mean, I want to say that's a conservative number, you know? Like, that was just a, just a number to put out there, you know? So... Somebody must have asked him. He was like, yeah, I don't know, 2,500. So that's what he kind of went with, you know. But the reason they do this, though, he said that when you die, you're reincarnated into a, a fucking a rat. And then when you die as a rat, you're reincarnated as a human. So he was saying that these rats are kind of like their family, right? Like eating with them, breaking bread with these rats, drinking milk with these rats, whatever. Is not nasty to these people because 
they see them as family, right? So, yeah, this whole temple's infested with rats. And they're all over the place, and these people are just sitting there eating with them. They're drinking milk or whatever, and they're just having a good old time with these fucking rats, man. But yeah, this whole rat thing is kind of terrifying, though. Like, they can't even figure out how to control these, this rat population, and it, just hearing them talking about it, you know, you could tell that it's raising a lot of alarms. So, what will they do next? Find out on the next episode. Nah, I don't fucking know. I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe they'll make another documentary talking about it. And I'll fucking watch, because that shit was entertaining. I, you know, I pretty much told you the whole fucking movie, so... It's worth the watch, though, if you got Netflix. It's worth the watch. Definitely worth the watch. So... Yeah, man. If you got some rats, get you one of them fucking little terriers. Those rat terriers. Makes a lot of sense now after watching that why they call them rat terriers. Everybody knows what that sound means. It's the end of the show. Don't cry about it. So, I think this has been an exciting episode. It was really awesome. I had fun. Hopefully, you guys did too, right? <laughs> uh, so, a lot of shit going on. A lot of shit coming up. And it's the fucking weekend. Hopefully, you guys are getting fucked up. Having a whole lot of fun. Enjoying your lives. Enjoy yourselves. Just don't drink and drive. Don't do that. That's a horrible idea. That's a terrible idea. So, of course, you guys already know. It's that whole ball with a Southern Twang show. I'm that motherfucker with a million dollar voice. And I'm out, bitches. <laughs>